Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Final message of the Holy Spirit series. How many of you have been encouraged? You have to say yes, because I'm the one that's been mostly teaching. I'm just kidding. How many of you have been encouraged by this series this summer? I want to encourage you, if you just jumped into Oasis and you're wondering what we've been teaching, go back and watch and listen and just discover what we believe here as a house. Um, But we are in the final installment, and I'm going to do my best to to teach this really quick, and then we're just going to have a time of prayer, and um, then we'll dismiss and have some break before we left Pilsen, but... We really believe that the Holy Spirit, um, we, we first discovered who he is, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is an incredible, incredible um, person that ministers to his church, ministers to the world. And um, so we learned and discovered who he is. And we, we talked about the inward work of what he does in us, speaks to our identity. How many of you are, are thankful for the revelation that the Holy Spirit's been revealing to you about who you are and what he's called you to do, that you're a son and daughter, you're not an orphan. Come on, how many of you are thankful for that? And then he talked to us about just what he's called us to do with, with his mission and mandate to go into the city. And so last week we discovered the outward work of, of fruit. How many of you were tested and tried in fruit? Thank you for your honesty. My hand is up. Fruit matters. And as a body, as a people, we want our fruit to be good. We want people to be able to see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in our lives through the fruit that we bear. Amen? And so today... We're going to go after and talk about, um, and guys, this is a topic that we could spend a whole summer on, but I'm going to do my best to teach us on the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Some of you right now, you heard the word gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you immediately shut off. You went to some uh, uh, upbringing or experience that was really unfortunate, and you immediately just start to go, these people are about to start breaking out the Kool-Aid. We're about to get the snakes. Bad joke. (laughs) <laughs> We're not that crazy at Oasis. <laughs> I want to just say this and ask the Holy Spirit as we've prayed that, that right now, every heart in this place, you're not here by accident. Every heart right now would be open to what, this, what the Word of God says about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what the Word of God says, what, what, what King Jesus says, what the Holy Spirit says about us functioning, living, and being people that are activated in the power of the Holy Spirit through the gifts that he has promised to give us. Amen? And so this is a 40,000-foot view message right now. Wednesday night, we're going to go after this a little more. We're gonna, I'm going to do a little bit more teaching on it. But this is an overarching view of the gifts of the Spirit. I, like I said, I could teach on this for, for, for many, many Sundays. But I want to make these statements at the front end when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oasis is a house that believes and affirms Jesus Christ lived, died, and raised to life. Amen? He is the only way in which we can be saved. There is no other way. I just read an article this week that um, there was a polling of a handful of evangelicals, 18 to 26 years old, that have affirmed that, that there are different ways to heaven through Buddha, through Muhammad, through all these, and Jesus. Evangelical Christians. That is so demonic. And we do not affirm that in this house. Can I say it with a smile? Jesus is the only way to be saved. Thank you. Amen. Okay. 
Jeez. We affirm that. We believe the word of God is our authority. We live by it. We believe and stand on the same, on that the same God that was written about is still moving today in our midst. That the God that we read is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. He has not changed his, his, his character. He has not changed. He is still the same. And everybody says, amen. We affirm that the gifts of the spirit that were written about in the book of Acts and what Paul writes about and what Peter, all these gifts that the, the word talks about, they were not just for an equipping of building the church then. They are alive and active and available and needed today. We affirm this at this house. They are for now. Okay, and we believe Jesus said something that we as his disciples, as his people, would do greater things than he did. How many of you read that and go, that's impossible? Thank you for your honesty. My hand's up. But it's the promise of the Holy Spirit in us, working through us, that we will see greater miracles. We will see greater wonders. We will see greater things happen among us because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in us. We believe that at this house. It happens inwardly in us and then flows outwardly through us. We got to make sure. I know people that, that can prophesy. I've said this before. I know people that have a prayer language that is, you, you hear them praying, they're praying. And they walk out and they're broken, they're hurting, they're, they, they don't know how to treat their neighbor with love. So you can prophesy all day, but you could be missing the inward work that the Spirit wants to do in you. Hear me. So we affirm that it's an inward work that, that will cause us to flow outwardly. As a house, we affirm the gifts of the Spirit. We affirm that they are for the body. And that they are for not only the body, but to show the power of God to the world around us, to the city. They are important. They are needed. They are valuable. And they are precious. Yes, they've been misused. I grew up in church. I grew up in a, in a, in a charismatic church. I grew up in a, in a church where you started seeing people. We got a runner. Some kids don't know what I'm talking about. We just see someone stand up and just start running through the church. I'm sitting there like six, like, we, we in track practice? Like, I'm trying to go. I've been around long enough. I've watched enough. I've seen enough. I've been exposed to enough. Where I've watched as, as the gifts of the Spirit have at times been misused. Okay? Hear me. These are, these are natural people trying, to, trying their best. I'm not condemning them. They're trying their best to pursue God and pursue what His Word says. And frankly, sometimes it just gets misused. But just because it get, it's been misused or something has happened to you or an experience has happened to you doesn't mean you just throw them all out. If you went to a restaurant and got food poisoning, you wouldn't stop going to all restaurants. Right? Just because you had one bad experience with a server at a place doesn't mean that you're never going to go back to eat. I, I would venture to say you would go back. But somehow we have an experience, we have a moment, and we go, nope. Can I tell you why? Because the evil one wants to keep these things dormant. Satan and evil want to keep the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit tucked away, kept away, because what they are, they are evidence of God's holy presence that manifests through us into people and to one another. I, 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 have a, I believe deep in my heart 
that if we as a body, as a people, can come under the understanding of his word and his authority and live people that are empowered and operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we'll see fruit and miracles and wonders that we've, we can't imagine. But Satan would want to keep that from this. That's why already you're hearing that voice in your head going, oh, who invited me to this church on this Sunday? But we affirm in this house that these gifts matter and we need them. So when I say gifts, what, what do I mean? And we're going to get to scriptures. You can open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12. You're like, we've already been five minutes into this thing. Where are you going? 1 Corinthians 12. But I want to give you a definition, a working definition of the gifts of the Spirit. Can I do that? The gifts of the Spirit are the divine workings or gracings of Yahweh by the Holy Spirit that manifest his presence and closeness to those that receive them. These are specific God-given abilities, and hear me in that word, abilities, I'll talk about that, but God-given uh, graces, let me say it that way, God-given graces that serve the primary, that serve as the primary purpose of promoting the spiritual growth and development of the church. And they are a gift to the body to then go out and share into the world. We are not declaring in this house that if you have a certain gift that you have special, stronger abilities than someone else. We don't affirm that. We do not believe that. I'll teach on that in a few moments. We don't affirm that you have been anointed and called and the other person hasn't. We believe that the Holy Spirit wants to give every single one of us, the word talks about it, a gift to be used to edify, to equip, and to strengthen the body. This is what we believe. These are not just natural abilities that you can conjure up. Hear me. You can't pray the right prayers. You can't do the right things to, 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 to be able to have these things work through you. These are the works of the Holy Spirit and the intimacy that you have with him to receive from him that he will then work through you to pour them out. These are what we mean when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How, how many of you love gifts? I'm size 10, in case anybody's wondering. That's bad. I'm just kidding, guys. No, I'm serious. Size 10, if you want to bless you. I love gifts. <laughs> How many of you know that when you get a gift, you have one of two options? You can receive it or reject it. I don't know too many people that have ever received a gift and be like, no, I'm good. Surely it hasn't happened in my life. I'm like, yes. When it comes to the gifts from God, we have two options. We can receive it, not fully understanding it, not fully grasping it. Maybe it's been something that we've never desired or never thought about because of all the... We can either receive it or we can say, God, thanks, but no thanks. I'll just keep doing the things that, that I'm doing. I, I want to encourage us to be people that say yes to this, that say yes to these precious gifts that God has given us. These matter. These are needed. So 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read some chunks of scripture and then I'm going to teach. But let me pray real quick. Father, by your spirit right now, I ask that you would open up our hearts right now. And you would activate in us the work of your spirit in a greater measure. I pray for every lie every voice that is speaking against right now, that you would dismiss it and silence it. And that we would be people that 
come under your authority, come under your commission even greater, and that we are people that operate as you've called us to operate. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 and do a couple teaching. We're just going to break this up in chunks. Is that all right? This is not normal for me to do this, but I'm going to do my best this morning. All right, you got your Bibles? Open them up. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 3. It says this. Paul's writing to the, to the church. Now about the gifts of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Another translation say, I do not want you to be misguided. I don't want you to have a, a misunderstanding. I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Paul begins this section, this chunk. You know, you know, Scripture was never written with numbers and chapters. It was one long letter. And so Paul starts in this moment, in this section, to begin to talk about the gifts of the Spirit to the church. He's speaking to a church, a church that is needed to be corrected, needed to be instructed, needed to be informed, needed to, to have care. Paul writes these words and he says, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to misunderstand the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are real, and we need the Father's truth about them. And so Paul writes these words, and he says, listen, there's some people that have misused them, is what he's saying. Some people have said, Jesus is cursed, and he's, he's explaining to them that you've heard some false narratives about the gifts. I, I want you, as a spiritual father, Paul writes, to understand and be well-informed, to be well-equipped, to know what the Spirit has given us. And I don't want you to be listening to other voices and understandings, because if you can catch this, man, what this church is going to do, it's going to do wonders. And so he says, listen. Please do not be uninformed. Paul is writing to this church that he has fathered, he has pastored, he is shepherding, he's the apostle. We affirm that, 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 that he has come and he has written a letter to these people. Do you know that this church was nuts? How many of you know your Bibles? You know the church of Corinth was crazy? No? This isn't, we, we can talk at this church back and forth. It was nuts. <laughs> Lawsuits among believers are being addressed. Sexual immorality is rampant in the church. Things are, things are rising up in this church. And I can just imagine Paul hearing the news going, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> he's come, he's planted, he's developed, he's grown. Now he's hearing all these things that are happening. And he's writing words to them saying, hey, listen, I know you've been misguided here. I know you've looked to this. I know that you have, have a misunderstanding about what marriage is. The word of God has not changed on marriage. Man, woman, period. I'm so glad you guys are here today. It's awesome to have you. If you have any questions, email jordan.flutterer. <laughs> Paul writes all these things to the church. He addresses all these issues, and then he comes to these, this chapter, chapter 12, 13, and 14, as in essence, almost a solution to, to, to the madness. And he begins to write these words saying, I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to have a misunderstanding because if you can catch the power of the Spirit, you won't be having lawsuits against one another because you might actually function in the Spirit speaking and you might go, hey, maybe this is just me harboring unforgiveness. Maybe I shouldn't sue my brother that, that stands next to me and lifts hands up. 
because the Spirit's telling me to forgive, because I'm hearing the voice of the, the Spirit of God. You with me? He, he writes these words to say, listen, 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 you guys are crazy, this is nuts, but this is the way to go. And so church, Paul writes, don't, don't listen to false teachings. Don't listen to false prophets. Are there false prophets? Do we need the Spirit of God to help us discern them? Do we condemn them? Like, I'm like at this point, like, you want to do that? Like, do, this is who I'm called to. We don't got to get on Twitter and be like, how dare you? They ain't reading your tweets. They ain't reading your posts. Let's just focus here. You with me? Thank you. <laughs> so stop being misunderstood. Can, can I be honest? Over what we've watched over the last couple months in this house, and if you've been with us the last even couple weeks, we're watching God's spirit pour out on this church. He's been faithful for five years. We're coming up on five years. Um, September 12th, Baptism Sunday, five years. We've seen God be faithful. Rachel and I have a, we have a book of miracles that we keep. Some of your names are in them, in, in those pages. We've, been, we've watched God be faithful over five years, but I'm so overwhelmed at the kindness of God's spirit that what he's doing today, he's pouring himself out. We've seen healings. We've seen deliverances. Oh, pastor, what are you talking about? We've seen demons come out of people. Some of them are like, this is it. That was over. That was it. Like, we've watched people be filled with identity. We've watched people be filled with the, with the gift of prophecy and with the gift of intercessory prayer. We've watched this thing begun to unfold. And I think that now more than ever in the kindness of God is teaching us going, hey, listen, don't be misunderstood. Don't, don't allow for this to be misunderstood or uninformed. Catch what's, why these are necessary and why this is happening. Because if you can catch this, I believe this house is going to continue to be a house that is an oasis for people to come. So, so if you're a skeptic right now, maybe the word for you right now is ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and show. If you've been critical of this stuff because it doesn't fit your theology box, ask, the, ask him to reveal in his word about what this stuff means. But we here believe that the gifts are for today. We here believe that we need these gifts. Is this okay? We not only need them for us, for this body to, to do this, but we need it for the world. We need, we need to walk in power, guys. We need to walk in such wisdom and discernment and power among these streets today now more than ever. And the call for us is, hey, hey, listen. There's a, there's a real richness and truth to the gifts of the Spirit. So be careful of who you listen to. Be careful of, of what, you, what you allow your ears and eyes to hear because just like Paul's writing, he's like, hey, listen, you've listened to some crazy stuff. Can we come back into alignment of what God's word has said? What his word has said about, about these things? These things are needed, they're important, and they're necessary. We need a reorientation of the gifts, some of us. Can I be honest? We're going to miss it. Let me be the first. As, as, as the pastor of this house, we're going to miss it. I've, I've at times walked up here and said, I feel like the Lord's saying this. And I get down, and I'm, they're like, Pat. And I'm like, I missed it, didn't I? And you know what? We want to be a house and I'm really ministering to our body today, but we want to be a house where I'd rather swing and miss it than not swing at all. I would rather swing with a prophetic word of life over someone than not speak it. I would rather lay hands on someone and pray for them to actually see them get healed than to say, ah, it's God's will for them to be sick. It's, 
wake up. <laughs> I'd rather swing and have the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit in and among us to, to catch us when we miss it, to redirect us. This is why we have a covering as a church. I didn't just create this church on my own. We have pastors. We have authority over us. To, they watch these sermons. <laughs> They'll call me on Monday. I see their phone ring. I'm like, oh, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I, already, I text back, I already know. <laughs> but, but the gifts are real today, and we need them. So let's, let's not be uninformed that these are false, or these are fake, or these are not needed. They are needed today. You with me? Paul writes these words, do not be misinformed. Okay, so second, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. So Paul writes these words, hey, don't be misunderstood, all these misunderstood, uninformed, but, but catch this. There, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. There are different gifts of the Spirit. Straight up. I, I, I could teach more on this, but Paul says it best. There's different kinds. And he lists them, and we're going to get to them, but he says there are different kinds of, of giftings that the Spirit gives, but each and every one of them have been given by the same Spirit. You know what the gifts of the Spirit should do? They should all work together. They come from the Spirit of God that is hearing, that is listening from the Father. They should all be ministering the same way. There should never be one that, they hear. okay, they should not be someone that's like, I have the gift of healing and you're running around and like hurting more people than you're helping. Prophesying words out of your flesh than not, like hearing from God. It's the same Spirit that administers these gifts and they're different, but they are all from Him. You with me? Does this make sense? Like, like, there is uh, plenty of things you can go and read, and I encourage you to go read your Bible and discover. Get a study Bible and ask the Lord to, to reveal to you what your gift is. But I, I want to I just continue. 1 Corinthians 12, it's verse 7. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. You hear that? The gifts of the Spirit are given to each one of us for the good of people. For the good of his church. You with me? It doesn't say that the spirit, uh, the manifestation of the spirit is given for, 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 for us to walk around with pride that I have this gift. This is quiet church today. It's all right. It says that they are given to each person for the common good. To one, here we go. This is where we're going to get into the specific gifts. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. By means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one. Each one, each one, just as he determines. The gifts of the Spirit are given to each one of us. 
I affirm, we affirm, we believe that each and every one of you, if you've said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has a gift that he needs to activate, wants to activate in your life. That's a good place to say amen. Once again, this is hard for some because of the the traditions, the growing up. And let me say this. I felt like I should have said this at the forefront, so forgive me, but we don't run after the gifts. Okay? I, I don't run after more of this gift or that gift. I run after God. Like, I'm jacked up if I don't have God every day. I'm a mess if I don't have his presence every day. Come on, how many of you know we need a good father every single day? I run after a father that's good and that wants to give good gifts to his kids. I don't run after the, the gifts, I run after him. But as I run after him, as I get to know him more, as he begins to minister more and more to me, he pours out his spirit upon me and activates in me the gifts that he has given to me and to you. You want to know what your gifting is? You want to know what the spirit's placed inside you? Go ask him. We need more. We need a 12-step program. No, you don't. Just go ask him. I remember the time I asked him, the Holy Spirit, what gifts do I have? He said, you're an evangelist. I said, "Uh uh-uh. I said, I'll take hospitality, (laughs) please. He said, no, you're going to go preach. I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) Do you guys know that I have a speech impediment? No, you don't. Chris, all these guys do. You know what it involves with most? The word L. Do you know how many times I have to say the word L in the the beginning? Love. If If I get lazy up here, I'll say love. I don't know why I'm going this direction, but we're going to get back. The last thing I want to do is talk in a microphone. But you know what the Holy Spirit said? This is your gifting. This is what I placed inside of you for the common good of people to minister, to execute, to, to walk in. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to each one of them as the Holy Spirit distributes them to each one of them. And so those gifts, what are they? There are different kinds and different things that are listed here. Romans 12 talks about them. Ephesians 4 mentions them. There's a plethora of different places that you can go and read and pull from. But let's just walk through these for just a few moments. The first one that's, that's listed is, he says, a message of wisdom or wise advice. This is much more than receiving daily wisdom from the Father for your life. This is receiving a message of wisdom that some of you can walk through into a room and you can look across the room and the Holy Spirit gives you a word of wisdom for somebody. Have you, hey, don't raise your hand, but some of you in this room, you've walked into places before and you've heard this voice for somebody else and you're like, what is that? What is that? Like, what is happening? Any, anybody? Like, like you, but, but the Holy Spirit is not just giving you insight into their life to give you insight into their life so that you can expose them. The, the Holy Spirit's giving you insight into someone else's life, into something, into a situation so that you can bring life into it. And so some of you here, you you are going to walk in the power of receiving words of wisdom to speak, words of life to speak. It's an aim to apply the truth of a promise, a command, or directive revealed in God's word or to express the Holy Spirit's wisdom about a specific situation or problem. This is different from godly wisdom for daily living. An example of this was Jesus seeing Nathaniel under the tree. How many of you know that story? Nathaniel walks up to Jesus. Jesus tells him, and he's like, who told you that? How'd you know? 
Some of you have experienced this in this house. Some people that, that flow in this gift, they've come up to you and they've ministered in God's kindness to you, and, and, and you come up to me after. And you're like, hey, pastor. I'm like, yeah. They're like, um, how did they know that about me? I said, why don't you go ask them? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit in kindness wanted to minister and revealed that he sees you. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of life. Words of knowledge, message of knowledge is another one. This can come from an impression or a vision, his voice. To speak to someone's situation that cannot be known through the natural, a sign of the care of the Father. Words of knowledge are amazing. I, I, I get spurred in my faith when someone calls me and says, I, I had a vision for you. I'm like, tell me. <laughs> I receive it. Come on, can we be family here? Like, like I'm not like, no, I don't want it. I'm like, yes, tell me, please. Some of them have hit it. Some of them, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't. Cool, bless you, brother. Like I, I, and every one of them that I've received, like Scripture says, I take it and I weigh it before God and I give it to Him and I say, God, let it be true or let it be not. But do you know how fun it is to give words of knowledge and wisdom to people? Do you know how encouraging it is? What if we, as the body, stop gossiping? And started speaking life from the Holy Spirit to one another. What if we, as the body, stopped operating in division? Do you know why this thing is... Oh, I don't even have time to go in there. This thing is so demonic right now. Because we are dividing families and loved ones and people. Instead of going, no, no, the word of life today for you is from the Spirit of God. This is what he says. Imagine the encouragement that would happen. in the. We would all feel like, wow, it's fun to be in God's family. Instead of be like, this is such a drag, man. I got to live. I, man, this is, I'm serving God. I don't get to go to the parties. I don't get to smoke the dope anymore. I don't get to. <laughs> Can we be honest? When the spirit of God begins to flow through us and we begin to give words of life and of knowledge, there's nothing more fun than serving God. Is this okay? Peyton, come on up. Make me sound way more holy. Another one says great faith, the gifting of great faith. Well, we all have faith. I'm not talking about saving faith. We've all said yes to Jesus. Do you know who, who magnifies great faith? Who has this gift? My wife. I am like the doom and gloom guy. I'm like, this is God. We're done. She's like, Jay, great faith in Jesus name. I'm like, yes. <laughs> She's like, if he's done it before, he's going to do it again. I'm like, yes. <laughs> We need people in the body to declare great faith, to speak great faith, the things that we can't see but begin to speak it out. It's not words of just, I'm just declaring it. No, it's given to us by the Spirit. It aligns to his word. It's not like, I'm going to get a yacht. No, if he wants to give me a boat, he can give me a boat, but I'm not declaring that. I'm declaring great faith to see families restored. What if we were declaring great faith to see supernatural provision be poured out upon this place so that we can minister to every single... What if we began to say great faith that we're going to see orphans come into this house? Like, truly, we're going to be a house that adopts and fosters kids that are broken and hurting. What if in great faith we said, hey, it looks really impossible, but with God, the stuff he calls becomes possible in a moment because when the Spirit of God is on it, nothing can stop it. So some of you, have the gift of just speaking words of life and in great faith. Is this okay? 
And some of you are like, yeah, I felt that before, but I just didn't want to speak it because it sounds crazy. Speak it. Release it. <laughs> if it's not in God's like will, he'll, he'll, he'll adjust. He'll adjust. But great faith. Some of you. Some people have the gift of healing. I've, wa I've watched people. I'm not up here saying that that's the gift that I have. I, I, I run with people that I've watched. Uh, one of our pastors was here not too long ago. And he laid hands on Pastor Jordan. Pastor Jordan's back was jacked. <laughs> like to the point where I don't even think you could have done this. His disc was out of line. It was bad. You know what God did? Showed up. Healed his back. Oh, this is, we believe this in this church. We've watched people delivered from cancer. We watched a boy that was underwater. Um, Jeff and Diane, how old is he now? Two? Two? He was underwater for 22 minutes. No, oh, tell me God doesn't heal people. And we prayed. And people prayed. And God healed. I've watched bones come in to place. I tried to pray for my ACL when I tore it two years ago. <laughs> I tore it playing soccer my first game back after ever my ankle reconstructed. And I jumped up and I fell down and immediately knew my ACL was gone. Sometimes he heals and sometimes it doesn't happen in the moment that we pray. But I don't discount that our God's not a healer just because I don't see it happen right away. He heals, and it's not for man to get glory. It's not for someone to be like, I have a healing ministry. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me, please. It's about saying, this is the goodness of God to his people. And so some of you might be equipped to, to heal and to pray for people and to see healing come. Some of you are equipped to, 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 to see miracles unfold in your midst. Right? To see the impossible situations become possible. To see things that can't be articulated in the natural happen. These are the gifts that, that the word talks about. Paul writes this to the church and says, every single one of you can have these. Every single one of you will have a gift. Prophecy. I want to encourage you to go back maybe about a year ago and watch a, a message entitled um, A Prophetic House that we talked about. We believe in prophecy in this church. We believe prophecy is aligned to God's word, and we believe that, that what we speak, we need to be very aware of what we're saying and what we're prophesying, but we believe that God works through people to prophetically speak words over people, to prophetically speak things that, that are yet to be seen in our midst. I have, I have men and women in our lives that are strong in the prophetic, and they call us oftentimes, and they'll say a word to Rachel and I, and I say, I receive it. I don't, I, don't, I don't question it. I just say yes. And some of those words have unfolded in months later. Some of them I, I have yet to see unfold in my life. But I trust that they're from God. You with me? Is this okay, church? Pastor Jordan, come on up. Prophecy matters and tongues matter. Chapter 14, Paul goes into a whole section about prophecy and tongues and why those are. We're going to talk about that on Wednesday. And he says, I, I, I want you to be eager for these gifts. I, 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 please forgive me. And this could be totally out of line. I, I don't mean to. I just want to be very vulnerable here for a moment. 
I was saved for a couple years. And um, I, I don't even know if he knows this. Christopher's here. Christopher and I were um, at a youth camp. I worked at a university and I was at a youth camp speaking and, and just there for five days. And I was at this point in my walk for about two years in. I was hungry for more of God. I just became just like, I'm, I'm, I know there's more. I know there's more. I know that God has more. And I remember having this desire in my heart to, to, to go deeper. And so for five days, I just prayed. We sat in this little cabin room. Like it was nasty. So the only thing I could do was pray that the Holy Spirit wouldn't let us get sick or anything of that. Anyways, um, and I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit, fill me with, with, your, with your grace and your power. And all of a sudden, my mouth started to declare words that were not English. My tongue, my body felt on fire. I felt the presence of God like I never had before. And he unleashed a tongue of intercessory. And he said, Jay, this is a gift that I've given you. Use it. I can't tell you how many times I've interceded for this body in my own, in the words that I can articulate in, in, our, in our language, but words that I can't even tell you were, were prayed for and spoken. It's a gift that God has given and activated in me for the common good of people. I'm not sitting up here saying I'm better than you. You guys heard me all this whole time. But I know that that gift was given to be an intercessor and to pray and to believe for greater things. Prophecy, tongue, discerning spirits, crucial to know who's speaking and who's shouldn't be speaking. I'm not talking about humans. Oh, if we ever need that gift among the church body today. The gifts of the spirit are to equip and empower and strengthen the body. And they're needed. And so Paul continues to write, and I, I won't read it because just for the sake of time, but 12 through 26, I encourage you to go home and read it. And he goes into this whole monologue about the body, different parts of the body, the hands, the feet, the fingers, the arms. It's really weird language. If, you, if you've read this before, you're like, Paul, what are you talking about? Like you've just gone through this whole list of prophetic uh, spirit gifts. And now you're, now you're talking about body parts. And he goes into this section to show and to reveal that within the body of Christ, we need everybody. We need everybody. And what he says is you might have this gift of hospitality. You might have this gift of encouragement. How many of you know gift of encouragement is a real thing? I know some encouragers in my life that I call when I'm in the slumps. They don't pray like they pray for me. Hear me but they'll just encourage the mess out of me. We need that. We need those that can do administration really well. Keep this thing organized. Keep this thing in line. How many of you say amen to that? Like those are gifts of the spirit and those are needed. And sometimes, somehow, some way in the church, we've looked at the, the, the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy, which are important and needed. And we've discounted those other gifts that, that the Holy Spirit has activated and given to people. And Paul writes in this, in this message and he says, listen, you might have the gift of administration. You might feel like you're just the finger, but the finger's needed for the body. 
You might just have the gift of encouragement. That's, that's the activated gift that God's given you and this, the Spirit's given you. It, it's needed. Don't discount it. And those of you that, that might operate in a gift that's more visible, can I say it this way? Build and strengthen one another. Don't look down upon them. Don't tell them they're, not le they're less than because they don't have this gift or that. You hear me? We, we will not do that here. <laughs> Ever. Because we need each other. I need administration in my life. <laughs> I need my wife, like Rachel, to keep us in order. That is her gift. And it's powerful. And when it flows, the church is healthier. The body's healthier. We need prophetic voices like Pastor Nick. We need someone like Pastor Jordan to be able to interpret. We need this to strengthen the body. We need you to get activated with the Holy Spirit's love and kindness in your life to begin to grow and strengthen the body so that when the world begins to go crazier and crazier, there's a body that's unified and strong in the name of the Lord. We need each other. And when it happens here, man, you better believe it's going to flow out there. But man, how cool would it be if a church body got together and just came in and encouraged one another, spoke life over one another, had times at the altar of healing. Oh man, you, you, you got cancer, you got, you got an illness, you got an autoimmune disease. We're going to pray. We're going to trust God. We're not going to deny his power. We're going to ask for his power and believe for it in Jesus' name. Amen? We're going we're to let prophetic words flow through this house. Why? Because we need the word of the Lord. <laughs> More than we need the word of Instagram, Twitter, social media, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. We need the word of the Lord more than we need any other word today. He says he gives gifts to each one as he distributes them. This is the promise of the Spirit of God. Not to say, I got this. Just to say, I'm... Man, God, you're so good to me. You're so good. What this comes down to is two things. One, you have to trust that God's good. Two, if you want to get in this thing with God and be used by him. The sideline's easy, right? Oh, man, playing sports my whole life, there was games. I was like, I just want to go sit. It's easy. So much easier than actually playing, getting in it. But man, when I played, when I got in it, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. <laughs> I got to, 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 to compete. I, I, I just had fun. It's time for us to get off the sidelines and start to get in this thing and begin to see the presence of God manifest himself all throughout this city. Come on, how many of you wanted this and believe this in Jesus' name? Stand your feet, stand your feet, stand your feet, stand your feet. And parents, I know it's a few minutes, 10.30. We, we just asked if you can, please go grab your kid and then come on back in if you can, if you want to. This is not a normal teaching on a Sunday here at Oasis or preach. Let me say it that way. But we're not a normal church. We're called to be people that are set apart, connected to the life-giving waters of God's holy presence. That's our calling. And that happens as, as we as individuals connect with the Father. 
and say yes to his ways. And so right now, I, I just simply want to pray. I really feel two prayers. The first is this. I want to pray a release for individuals in this room right now that have had really bad experiences with this stuff. Okay, can I say it this way? Church hurt. I want to pray for a release from that. Because I just know that, like I said at the beginning, Satan would want to keep this stuff dormant. And today we want to just release that off of our lives. So some of you, that's you in this room. So we're going to pray that first. And then I want to pray for anybody that would like to say yes to the activation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's a simple prayer. Activation. Saying yes to his gifts. Yes to his ways. Yes to what he wants to do in and through us. Yes to deeper intimacy with him. Yes to knowing him more. Yes. So every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you right now, the first question that I ask. You just need to release some, some past stuff. You've been holding on to some stuff. This stuff has scared you. This stuff, this stuff hasn't made sense. It's been just something you don't even want to go after. The word of the Lord today is a release, a healing. If that's you right now, just, just in faith, slip your hand up right now. Slip your hand up right now. Slip it up. Slip it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me pray right now over these that have lifted their hands. Holy Spirit, heal. Heal. Where there has been hurt, where there's been pain, where there's been out-of-line thinking, where there's been misunderstandings, heal. Bring the revelation of who you are right now to people. That your ways haven't changed. That your word hasn't changed. That you are a good father that wants to pour out good gifts upon his kids. And so thank you, God. Heal wounds right now. Forgive. Help us to forgive where we need to forgive. Pastors, leaders, small group leaders, dads, moms, whoever it may be, we say yes to forgiveness in Jesus' name. If you're in this room right now and you want to say yes to an activation work of the Holy Spirit, we want to pray for you. I shared the story about being in that cabin because the week prior I was at a church service. And the pastor said, if you would just like for the activation of the Spirit, not that the Spirit's not in you, an activation of Him, becoming more aware of what He's doing and what He wants to do through you, just simply say yes to Him. And I said yes. I said yes. And it's changed my life. Serving God with the Holy Spirit is so fun. It's a joy. It's a blessing. But if you want to say yes to him and his ways, you want to say yes to the activation of the Spirit of God in your life, slip your hand up right now.